Welcome to Coming Out of the Kitchen. This podcast is one of my, no, let's just say it's, yeah, it's one of my favorite, one of my top three podcasts that I've recorded. And the reason why, well, first of all, this podcast, I sat down with Jan Baker and she heals with energy. And when I first met Jan, there's just this aura around her that you just you just want to be around her. She's quiet, laid back, calm, but there's just this superpower around her. I, you just want to be around her. Even if it's just, hey, I'll mow your yard. Can I sit down and have a glass of tea with you? Um, that kind of thing. She's just that powerful. So it's taken me a long time to edit this podcast. We went on and on for hours and hours and hours. That's not the problem. The problem is the podcast, in my mind, is so powerful that it's just taken me this long to edit it. And I'm going to have to chop it up into bits because it was so long. So this is the first segment, and I hope you enjoy. And now, without further ado, today is... June 26th, 2022, and women still don't have equal rights in the United States Constitution. Today, I'm meeting with Jan Baker, and we're going to just find out a little bit about who Jan Baker is. So I met Jan during my day job, which everybody knows by now is postal mail carrier, and she just has this aura that you just want to be around her. <laughs> so I wanted to find out more about who Jan is. So Jan's going to tell us about her news. Is it a side job? Um, I used to look at it as a side job. But it's growing. But it is actually who I am. So now my day job is my side job. What I do is energy work. And so if we looked at it as like energy 101, instead of me thinking that the day takes me. I try to live a purposeful life. I try to teach people how to live a purposeful life. Um, Instead of being like a Walmart bag in the wind, letting life happen to them, I want them to make, make their life how they want it, more purposeful. And so that's the kind of thing that I do. How do you do that? Um, Because I was getting my notebook out so I could Take notes and not interrupt you, but ask you questions later. Interruption is good. Is it good? Yes. Okay. Was that not a goal of yours in the beginning? How did you how did you decide that this is what you wanted or needed to do? No, this is brand new to me. I would say like in the last uh, ten years. And I've just turned fifty five, so there's forty five more years before then. Um where I did just let life happen to me. I spent most of my time probably living in a victim kind of state. This happened to me and this happened to me and this happened to me, so I deserve a pass in life or I deserve for things to just come to me because of the things that I've been through. And then I found out that everyone's been through something (laughs) and I was not, uh, I was not like piled on by the universe or God Um, things happen to everyone all the time. That's life. We're here to have this experience. Did you just get that revelation or was there uh, people in your life that pointed you that way? 
Well, honestly, I think the revelation came when um, there was a big giant tsunami in Japan, the big tsunami, yeah. and I watched live on TV it roll over people's homes, yeah. and I thought whatever happened to them in that second was much more than what happened to me in my whole lifetime, and I was watching it live on TV. I was watching the tsunami roll right over them, and, um, and so I was like, oh. And then just one thing after another that I... Uh, realized um, different wars that happened. Um, I realized that those people on the other side of the ocean uh, loved their children just like we loved our children. Um, I, they have the same, we're more alike than we are different. And in this part of the world, in Springfield, Missouri, uh, we have this mindset that it's all it's just us, America first, and we're the greatest country. Uh, but we're not. We, we're all human. We're all one. And so just little, little things um, started catching my attention. And uh, I really had taken, before then, I had just kind of ran my life off the rails, I guess I would say. And um, I lived in Kansas City for many, many years. And when I came back, um, my grandparents were getting older and so I started taking care of them kind of just giving them little rides to places and stuff uh, then my grandpa passed away and he was like my dad I was kind of I've got parents but I was more raised by my grandma and grandpa uh, so he's is passed. that what you meant when you said you were adopted uh, no I was adopted by my stepdad going back even further oh, okay. and then my real dad adopted me back so I've been adopted back by my real dad, and we have a good relationship now, but it's not always been that way. But when my grandpa passed away, my grandma said, uh, well, honey, are you going to be back in a minute? And I realized that she was alone for the first time in her life. ever. They were married for 65 years. And so I started going over there every day. Uh, I was on disability at that time for severe depression. And so I had the opportunity to go over there every day. So I was taking care of my mom, or my grandma, um, and then my mom got early onset Alzheimer's. And she, I got her to come live with my grandma so I could take care of both of them there. Uh, but my mom was young, so she was very able-bodied, just her mind was not right. Uh, so when she started escaping in the middle of the night and stuff like that, me and my sister realized she's got to go to a different place to live. So we had to put her in a, in a nursing home that had a lockdown Alzheimer's unit. But while I was taking care of my grandma and my mom after my grandpa passed, um, my little brother got lung cancer. Oh. And so he, he was gone before either one of them. So I was a caregiver to them for eight years. I eventually had to uh, put my grandma in the nursing home and she shared a room with my mom. But I used to take my grandma to the nursing home to see my mom mm -hmm. literally almost every day. Um, so there was lots of caregiving. And in this time... It's um, a lot of pressure. That's a yeah, lot of stress. It was eight years of it. And you know, there's Facebook, so you see life goes on. Yeah. But I'm here taking care of people, which uh, I'm happy I did. Now in those eight years, I was like, life's passing me by. Well, wasn't it 10 years ago when Facebook people would go on vacation and just flood yeah. with mm -hmm. vacation pictures or all these fancy foods that they're eating and stuff like that? Yeah. You don't see so much of that anymore. No, that's true. 
And during that time, I was, um, like I said, I was on disability, so I just wasn't doing much. But, I mean, those were years I would never, ever replace by anything else. I'd give anything to spend time with my grandma and mom today. Um, But it was just a lot of loss altogether over and over and over. And then, well, I guess I could tell you this little story. Uh, I was taking care of my grandma. And she loved to go get pork cutlets. Every day we had to go get pork cutlets at the grocery store. And I was like, Grandma, where are all these pork cutlets going? It wasn't easy to take her to the store. She moved very, very slow. So I was like, oh my God, more pork cutlets. (laughs) Well, finally at the pork cutlets, I ran into one of my friends from years and years ago. And it it was his husband um, that owns the yoga studio that I work for now. Um, but that's how I got on this path that I am now because I ran into my friend at the pork cutlets like I firmly believe that's why we kept going because there was after my grandma passed we found like a whole deep freeze of pork cutlets like we weren't going through them we just kept buying them and buying them so at the pork cutlets I ran into uh, my old friend and then um, and then my brother was sick and I was uh, just with him and he would always tell me that I had healing hands Um, And then another friend said, have you ever heard of Reiki? And uh, and then my friend that I met at the Port Cutlets, his husband uh, taught Reiki and taught really everything that I know now. What is Reiki? So Reiki is the energy work that I that I do. And it is um, it's really your it's like hands on healing, like in the Bible or the old churches. And it's really just me being a conduit of that energy. It's not anything that I do. It's me just being in a loving space, wanting to pass on that good energy to other people. There's, uh, you know, something about touch that a lot of people, a lot of people aren't touched. And just that calming touch can calm, calm your nervous system. Really, all it does is put you in a super relaxed state so that your body can begin healing itself. Hmm. Because if your body's under pressure or stress, uh, it, it stays in that fight or flight all the time so it doesn't get to calm down and let the body repair naturally like it does. So that's what I do. And that's that's the hands-on part of what I do, energy-wise. Um, the other things... So can I ask you a uh-huh. quick question? Mm-hmm. So do you work with people that are ill or just people that are depressed or just anybody that feels... All, all everything. So I worked, I'll give you examples. I had a lady come in that said that she had a kidney infection that wouldn't stay away. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do about this? <laughs> what am I going to do? Um, so I started talking to her about, you know, where it hurt and when it hurt. So, um, so in healing, anything that happens, any pain or, or issues that you have on the front of your body are issues that are issues that you are going through present day they're right here in front of you these are today issues if it's pain or discomfort or problems in the back those are the things that are behind you past issues so anything that's happening on the left side of you that's your feminine side of you right side is masculine so in talking to her and asking her those questions she had Uh, pain in the front on the left side so that is present-day problems with either 
a woman in your life or problems with your own feminine self. And so she said, um, I asked her those questions and she's like, my sister just moved here. And I was like, oh, is that when the pain started? And she's like, oh my gosh, yes. And so we started talking about um, her being like very attached to the things that her sister does. She didn't agree with her sister on most things. And she was very emotionally attached to everything her sister, in her opinion, was doing wrong. And so I talked to her about letting her sister have her own life and her staying in her own lane. And her sister's life is, you can always care and love for your sister, but you don't emotionally attach to that problem or what you perceive as a problem. And, um, and so we just really got a good thinking about that. And then we did Reiki, so I just went around putting my hands on her. So it's not anything that I do. Like I said, I'm the conduit, so the energy goes to where it needs to go. Um, and she came back like two weeks later, and she's like, I have been pain-free since I saw you. Oh, one visit. I, uh-huh. I've been pain-free since I saw you, and I've not had to take any more antibiotics. I mean, she finished what she had, but she didn't have to go back. She'd been on like two or three rounds of antibiotics. And it was just that being attached to her sister's energy. So when she came in, I was nervous. Like, how am I going to fix this problem? It's like an actual medical problem, but it's disease, dis-ease of the mind. You've got to figure out the root because it manifests in your body. So, so that's one thing. I mean, that's, so that was a legit medical issue, but we found out where the root of it was and just her mental. Yeah. So just her figuring out, oh my gosh, it's when my sister moved her and her, her knowing that, then she was able to let it go and, and be different. Uh, emotional issues are always a lot of talking like that first, finding out how to look at things differently. I think the best thing that I ever say to anyone, because we carry a lot of hurts from our parents, from our friends, siblings, we carry those hurts. And if you can get to the point that you realize that everyone basically is doing the best they can and you don't take what they do personally, that's a reflection of them, that lets a lot of hurt and anger go. Um, now there's been, uh, people hurt people, <laughs> and hurt people hurt people. So it's not, it's not an easy process, but if you do the work and you can get there, then you can, you can relieve yourself of those things. Um, so there's, there is lots of emotional stuff. In energy work, there's the chakra system. So the chakra system is uh, is different energy centers in the body. All of them are meant for different uh, organs or emotions. Or so, like if we start at the root, root chakra is red. Each chakra has a color and a note that goes with it to keep it uh, in tune. This might get woo woo for you. <laughs> so root chakra is all all of your it's it's like right between your legs. So it's all those lower organs. Um, but its job is um, if you feel safe, if you feel like you're secure in life, you've got your financial needs met. You feel safe in life. Those primal instincts. And if you go up a little bit, right below your belly buttons, your sacral chakra, it's orange. It's in control of your emotions that's why people carry this extra right here that's their emotions and so that's what you think people think of you um, it's it's your emotional self right there the color is orange 
So uh, going up is solar plexus. That is your identity. It's the color, it's solar, so it's yellow. So I always tell people, imagine that you've got the power of the sun residing right here, shooting out of you. And that's your identity. It's everything that makes you, you and me, me. It's, it's our willpower, it's, it's Jan. It's everything that makes me who I am. So if someone is weak at the solar plexus, then that would be somebody that really doesn't know who they are. They've been a people pleaser, they've been doing all these different things, but they haven't taken the time to find out who they actually are. So they would be weak in the solar plexus. Then you go up to the heart. And these are all things that I use to help people out and try to figure out where to work on them, where they're stuck in life, these things. Uh, heart is green. Um, the color for it is green and it's like a two-way antenna so you've got to work on it being able to everybody gives out love well not everybody but most people give out so much love but they are stuck and they can't receive it back even though they might have a whole room full of people everywhere that love them they can't receive it so you work on them that being a two-way thing that is balanced between giving out love and receiving it back in because that's super important you've got to receive it I have a problem receiving it and I know I've got all kinds of people that love me but I'll I'll get lonely and think I'm not loved well I need to work on my heart chakra I need to work on receiving just like these roses right here mm -hmm. a, a friend brought them to me the other day there was a late birthday gift but he's just a kind person that was just offering kindness so I took that in thank you thank you know it was very I just totally worked on receiving. We have to work on receiving love in because I think that we get hurt and jaded in life mm -hmm. and we put that wall up mm -hmm. and that's to our own detriment really. Then we go up to the throat. That's the throat chakra, the color of it's like the light blue sky out there. Um, so it's not only what you say but it's how you express yourself, the clothes you wear, the cars you drive. Um, third eye, that's your intuition, your inter-knowing. Um, and then the crown is how we send our unit our desires out to the universe and how the universe gives them back to us so if people are depressed um, low energy it's most likely because they've forgotten their divine they've lost their connection to the divine so we would work on the crown to open it up so they realize they are a part of God um, so that's that's it in a nutshell <laughs> I just work on a lot of people. So you, you, you kind of counsel them. Yes. As well. Uh huh. Because when they first come in, I want to know what's going on with them. Like they'll come in for. Do they come to your residence? No, I have um, at have the shop? at the yoga studio. Oh, okay. I have an office there. Okay. Um. Yeah, I have I have a service that's called Compassionate Dialogue, where they just come in and talk. And when I put that up. I did that because we were talking so much I wasn't having a chance to get them on the table and do the Reiki on them because people needed to talk, especially after COVID. And so I put the compassionate dialogue up, just like, let's come in and talk. And my first, uh, I, I filled up two weeks right away. And out of 12 people in the next two weeks, three quarters of those were counselors and therapists. Oh, I bet. <laughs> and. And I felt intimidated because I, I don't have that training. I work from a spiritual place, um, but they all gave me the feedback of please keep doing this. And, and so a lot of the time when they come for compassionate dialogue, it is 
it's a lot of therapists and counselors that that need you know someone to talk to um because i mean they're loaded i mean they're talking to yeah. hurting people all the time so um yeah there is a lot of of talking and what i try to help people do is look at their situation a different way because energy is in my belief system we're all energy energy is always flowing moving so you don't want to be stuck you want to be go with the go with the flow you don't want to resist you don't want to be paddling upstream you want to trust and go uh, let go of those paddles and and just go with the flow but you do that with your intention of how you want things to go so if when i wake up in the morning i wake up terribly i am not a morning person so this is something that's hard for me that i practice at and i'm getting better and better see that's where yeah that's where i was going i was like man how do you flip like that i'm not i am not a morning person but when i wake up i start looking for things that i love because that's the momentum that i want to create for the day everything is about momentum what are you creating so like if i wake up and I'm like, oh, God, here we go again, which is about how I most usually wake up. If I wake up like that and I get out and I hit my toe and then I'm like, ugh, and then I trip over something in the bathroom, then I'm already upset with this day and I'm like, eh, this day, this Monday, this whatever, and then I get on the road and everyone's in front of me and turning in front of me. Well, I'm looking for that frustration by that point. I'm creating that momentum of it's going to be a hard day. Well, guess what? It's going to be a really hard day. I can see that. So if I wake up and I consciously and purposely, because it is not easy for me, it's not my natural state of being, I look, oh my God, I love the way the light's coming through the window. Oh, I love this first sip of coffee. I love it when no one's ahead of me on the road. When I start looking for things that I love, then I'm creating that momentum of love the universe knows oh look at this chick she's looking for love everywhere she goes let's give her more of that and so I'm creating this momentum of love curiosity wonder that's going to give me a better day than thinking that the day already sucks and I've already hit my toe ran into a door facing and <laughs> I it's you get to create that momentum and... yes all those things um, and so now when I get up, I used to just get up, look at the way the sun's coming through the, the curtains. But now as soon as my feet hit the floor, thank you, Spirit, for this day I know that I am loved. Boom, as soon as my feet hit the floor, that's what I say. Wow. So that sets me off. I'm grateful for this day. And, and I know that I'm loved. That's a much better feeling than, here we go again. Oh, my God. You know, just building the tired and building the apathy and build, you know, that's creating a creating a momentum of a crap day. So I watch the momentum I'm creating, um, and it's a practice. I might forget halfway through the day. Oh, look what you've done! You've started thinking. It goes to what music you listen to. I love music. I'm a huge music person. I can't listen to a lot of the music that I used to listen to because it makes me sad. Now I might listen to one or two. But if I don't watch it, I'll get into a pattern of... What did you used to listen to? Just all kinds of music, but the sadder songs or the sadder versions. Or songs that take me to a time that ended poorly, so it brings back memories. Wow. So I can listen to a few songs like that, but if I don't watch, I'll get into a momentum of music that takes me down. 
I don't want to do that. So now I listen to things that lift me up. What do you listen to? Well, pop music. I, I so listen to just, all kinds of music. They're just created a, your own yeah. list to listen to. Yeah, I mean, pretty much any music that's out now, any pop music that's out now, because I listen to I listen to current music because I don't want to be one of those old people that say the music these days. No, I love all music. <laughs> I love old music, new music. But anything that's out right now, I don't have a bad memory attached to it. So I look at it. It's a, a forward, a forward-thinking music. It, it's going to have what I attach to it now is going to be good. Now, if there's, I don't know, if it makes me feel bad, I'm not going to listen to that anymore. Uh, same for TV. I watch a lot of TV. I watch, same for the people that I hang around. I used to not have any boundaries, and I used to think that I, I was a people pleaser and a fixer. Anything I could fix anything for anyone. Well, that's just me and my issues trying to get in the good graces of people that I don't need to be in the good graces of. Um, so now I have rounds of, I've got my inner circle and then I've got people in another little circle, but most of the people, most of the people in my life are out here in this outer circle and you have access to me by the way you treat me. I have a really good friend that recently I discovered was not the friend I, I thought they were. Well, I still love them. I still wish them well, but they lost access to this little inner circle they stepped a circle out. They don't know that yet, but they'll <laughs> realize. <laughs> I still love them, and I still consider them my friend, but their access to me changed. So, like, they did something, or you found out something about this person, so you moved it, or did that person's negative energy? Um, they just, uh, they, I, I, I thought they were a very good, good friend that would be there for me uh -huh. no matter what. And and when I did need them, not there. So, oh, we are not there for each other. Well, then I'm going to put you here. Yeah, okay. Rather than, not keep them, to. rather than keep them right here and think that they're someone that they're not. Yeah, okay. And that's fine. They can be who they are. But I thought they were someone different. So now I've put them in the proper place. I've refiled them in my life. I still love them, um, still think that they're a friend. They're not who I thought they were. So I just keep my, I try to keep my energy right. I try to, how I feel is important to me. So if I'm around someone that continually makes me feel bad, I'm not gonna be around them a lot because I'm here to feel good. And when I'm feeling good, and I'm watching my energy and I'm creating this momentum of good, then I'm going to be able to create the life that I want to create, not just be batted around and go, oh, my life sucks and things are hard. And I don't want to have that victim mentality that I used to have. I want to live purposefully. And and there's a lot of times that people are in my office and most of the time... That's what I was going to go to. I was like, man, your day job. You mean your day job? No, the, at the at the studio. Okay. I was going to say, at the day job, you got all these people coming in that are in pain. Yes. Well, there's a lot... When they come into the day job, there's a lot of people that don't go sit down in the waiting room. They, st I feel like a bartender sometimes because they come up and they, they stay. And I, I enjoy those people. Um, but a lot of people spend their lives blaming other people for their lives and and we're responsible for our own life we that's the only thing we have control over in in my office at the yoga studio when people come in a lot of times they're like well this person's done this and this and this to me so i'm 
I'm sorry that that happened. I really am. People do a lot of shitty things to people. Um, but we work on them letting that go and then making different choices now. Um, and then a lot of times it's, um, it is them just holding on to that hurt that doesn't let them go forward in life. They're just stuck and they're going to hold on to this hurt. This person did something and they don't take one more step forward because they just hold on to that hurt. So that's, they just get comfortable in the attention they got from the hurt. Yeah, I believe I so. I have this friend right now that mm-hmm. has a, a severe illness and I've known you all my life and I have never seen you not look at a challenge head on and just go for it. Yeah. And now it's poor me. Mm-hmm. Woe is me. That's the momentum. They've created a momentum of and I can't victim sickness. I mean, yeah, sickness is disease manifesting into your body. So this is going to conclude segment one of my podcast interview with Jan Baker, who is awesome. And I want to give you her contact information. You can just do an internet search for J A N N B A K E R Jan Baker. And it'll bring up her website, or you can, she also has a phone number, 417-569-7220, and I'll put those in the notes for you. thought she had an email address, but I'm not seeing it. So, this is segment one with Jan Baker, and I've got several more hours to edit to finish out this wonderful podcast with Jan Baker. Stay tuned.